Welcome, everybody, to the second Contact Trio podcast powered by JB Knowledge, the makers of Smart Bidnet, Smart Insight, Smart Compliance, and Smart Reality. I'm your host, James Benham, and I'm joined by Rob McKinney, the ConApp guru, Josh Bone, Bim to the Bone, as well as our guest, Matt Henson, CEO of Rollout AEC. This is season one, episode 1.1. One. Over the next few weeks, we'll be reviewing new apps, hardware, and software for the construction industry that can improve workflows, and we're going to discuss a few apps along the way that may help you out. Again, the idea behind this podcast is for the Contact Trio to discuss our uh, current construction technology news, our favorite new apps, our thoughts on hardware, and our thoughts on the future of technology and construction. Uh, today, we actually have our, our first guest, uh, Matt Henson. Matt, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks, James. All right, great, great to have you. Uh, great to have you here. Great to uh, be here. Awesome, awesome, and thanks for joining us. From you're from Dallas today, right? That's correct. Oh, it sounds great. And uh, we've also, of course, got uh, Rob. Rob, how's it going? Doing great, James. Hello, everyone. All right, Josh, uh, over in Atlanta, right? That's it. Here in Atlanta today. Hot, not so hot, Atlanta. No, not so hot, Atlanta. <laughs> awesome. Well, things things are well here in Aggieland, uh, uh, headquarters of JB Knowledge, and. Uh, I'm excited about our topic today. We're going to talk about uh, plans on mobile devices and uh, some uh, new platforms, some existing platforms, and uh, obviously we're going to have Matt contribute and talk about what he's working on. But before we get into that, we're actually going to talk about construction news. So since we're talking about construction news, uh, I I thought I'd just open out. Uh, it was a, a pretty big week this week for Autodesk announcements. They had kind of two big things that came out. Uh, first, they announced a major restructuring, right? Right, Josh? That's right. It was like um, 10% big of the ships. workforce. Yeah, that's a, yeah 10% of, of losing 10% of their staff over throughout the year. Yeah, so, so they're, they're planning on laying off 10% of their workforce over on Autodesk and Obviously, there's going to be some major changes to hit, uh, I'm sure, financial numbers they want to hit, but also uh, a real major refocus on cloud uh, technologies. And so uh, they've historically been an on-premise software company with uh, tools like Revit and AutoCAD. And, of course, we can just go through the laundry list of tools Autodesk has. Uh, But they uh, decided to lay off uh, 10% of their workforce, but they also, in the same week, rolled out, uh, really, I consider a pretty highly anticipated platform for document and model sharing BIM 360 docs. It's a, it's a pretty exciting technology, mainly because it allows you to um, converge your model viewing and your plan viewing inside uh, one mobile application and web application. Does some interesting things. They, they really kind of market it as, as free, but that's not, really, that's not really what it is. So I thought I'd let, uh, uh, Josh, what would the pricing really end up looking like? It was- so it, it breaks down into two tiers. Uh, one tier is the free tier. You can have one project, and that one project is going to be unlimited users, unlimited documents, but only consistent with one project is the free that's the free pricing model. If you get into having multiple projects, then you move into the two hundred and forty nine dollars a month per project. So it's per project two forty nine per month. Yeah. So uh, as as usual, free. Free ain't free, 
right? No, no. Uh, but but you can do your free sixty day trial right now of them three sixty docs, and maybe they'll have. Uh, we we tested ourselves this week, James, and ran into some issues uploading some files. So yeah, maybe it's not them docs one point It's uh, maybe zero point nine right now. Yeah, right? that's right. That's I, right. I'd say it's pretty close. You know, I actually had a, a pretty major issue just uploading files. Uh, I think you guys ran into the Thank same you. issues. Uh, so I, I, I do really look forward. Obviously, Autodesk does eventually get it right on, on their products, and I, I think they've got uh, some great things to anticipate here. But we'll, we'll run into that a little bit more in a little bit. Uh, I thought I'd actually turn it over to you, Josh, because it was a pretty big week. We have the Super Bowl coming up. I'm excited about the Super Bowl personally. I'm just going to lay it out there. I'd like uh, Peyton Manning to, to get one more for the road. Um, I, I love Cam Newton, uh, love him to pieces, uh, SEC product, of course. So is Peyton Manning. Don't forget this is Tennessee versus Auburn. Right. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about the Super Bowl. You have some news about that. And, and of course, world of concrete out of Vegas. So, uh, Josh, why don't you take it away? So let me start off with uh, world of concrete. What came out of Vegas this week, a couple of big things. Topcon introduced a, their next generation of machine control. And it's pretty cool stuff with the bulldozer integration to be more accurate. And it's their 3D MC Max solution. So uh, pretty cool stuff with that that I've been reading up on and seeing coming out of World of Concrete. And then on the other side, the, the patent was awarded for the technology that powers stockpowerreports.com. And if you've not seen stockpilereports.com, it's something you got to check out. You use your mobile device and images from your mobile device. You can also do it with drones now as well. And it takes stockpile of, of how much material you have. Amazing stuff. So that I know that was a big deal for them and big news coming out of World of Concrete. And as you said, James, coming up on the Super Bowl, I thought, well, we got to put some news together on the Super Bowl. Because Levi Stadium, where the game is being held, is a new venue, and it's a, a project that I kept up with as it was being constructed. That was a Turner and DevCon joint venture, LEED Gold certified. And uh, one of the cool things about this, me being the, the passionate about all things BIM, this was a big-time big BIM rollout. These guys hit enough early on in planning and coordination. In the first 100 days, they did $100 million of construction on Levi Stadium. So wow. 100 days, $100 million <laughs> wow. in, uh, in construction. That's, that's impressive. So that's, that, that is. That's, that's impressive. So Awesome. And Rob, uh, what what'd you have for us this week? Well, speaking of uh, millions, or let's, let's just say $1 million, uh, some of you guys might have saw the announcement back in December. Procore had reached the milestone of one million users on their platform. That's I'd say that's a pretty significant number for a platform. Oh my goodness, that's a, that is that's a a lot of users. That's um, uh, certainly uh, certainly noteworthy. I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners out there have either are using Procore or tried it out. So it's something to note. Uh, I also should note that there is a new AEC hackathon planned. Uh, it's uh, coming up later in February, I believe, in Philadelphia. Uh, and so you can go to uh, aechackathon.com uh, and check that out. But if you've never been to an AEC hackathon, uh, it kind of warrants definition uh, what hacking is, right? Hacking is not cracking into systems. Uh, hacking is, uh, is really when you're solving problems. Um, 
And, and so uh, you should really check it out because it's cross, cross-disciplinary. Uh, so you have teams of architects, engineers, and builders uh, really working together to solve uh, big problems. So anyway, uh, super, super excited about uh, what's coming up with AC Hackathon. If you're in the Philadelphia area, uh, definitely check it out. And It's a uh, must. Yeah, it's, it's a must. It's really Those a hackathons must. hackathons are a lot of fun, great experience. Yeah, I should note that's going to be February 26th through 28th in Philly. Uh, and again, that's aechackathon.com. You can also uh, check out uh, AEC Hackathon Silicon Beach. That would be uh, Southern California. Uh, April 29th through May 1st, uh, 2016. They, they're trying to get some help bringing it back to, to Southern California. Uh, and they'd also like to bring it back to Chicago in May. So if you just go to the website and check it out, um, Hackathon is just, it's just a lot of fun. They solve big problems really fast over a weekend. And it's a, it's a really unique experience. I had the honor of being one of the speakers at the very first one at Facebook headquarters. Really enjoyed uh, that, whole, that whole experience. So uh, with that, let's actually kind of move on. Uh, it was good, good hearing all the news. Thanks, uh, everybody, for your, uh, your contributions on that. Um, we're really going to talk about plan apps. I mean, uh, back in the day, which was a Wednesday, uh, how, how do we handle plans? I mean, we really uh, did a lot of printing. A lot of shipping. Uh, at, at one point, uh, FedEx and UPS, uh, I believe, reported that uh, plan file shipping was a billion-dollar business for them, billion with a B, billion. Uh, so there was a, a lot of printing and shipping plan files out in the past. And so that's certainly um, changed a little bit. But uh, now, now we're using plan file apps uh, to, to do some, re- some really great things. And, and I, I always tell people that one of the major features really isn't, eliminating the paper, right, Josh? I mean, paper printing's uh, a lot cheaper thanks to people like Plans for Less who are doing a buck a page or a half a page, half a buck a page for a, a half page. Um, you know, the, the printing cost isn't nearly the issue that it used to be. Uh, That's it's, right. It's, it's preventing mistakes. It's uh, making sure everybody's on the same set of plans the at the same set. time. Right? The current, current set. set, right? That's really quite a big deal and uh, and so I'm 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 really excited uh, about w- what's coming in plan files. We're going to really talk about a few different uh, apps today, and then we're going to interview uh, Matt and let him talk about rollout uh, AEC. But uh, we got Plan Grid, Current Set, SkySight, and then we'll talk about rollout. And so at this point, I'd really like to turn it over to Rob since he's our ConApp guru. Again, that's at ConAppGuru.com. You can read his reviews of a lot of these pieces of software and check it out. Now, look, there's more solutions than this, but we've only got so much time today, and we really want to get through uh, talking about a few of them. Rob, why don't you just walk people through what you really believe the case is, why these apps need to exist in the first place, uh, and and what you think uh, the benefits are of, of these different systems like Plan Grid, SkySight, Current and uh, Current Set. Absolutely, James. You know, you're talking about how did we get here? You know, last Wednesday, I think about in the short time that I've actually been in construction, which is you know 15 years. There has been a major change of paper based management of the plans where. I remember when some of the first superintendents I worked with were trying to educate me on how they controlled a set of plans in the field, and they had to do that laborious task of feathering in the new sheets and folding the other one over or literally taping or stapling RFIs and marking the plans up. And, you know, if you have a large set of plans, think about how backbreaking it used to be to literally roll them up, 
put them on a buggy and drive out to a job site and roll them out and do things such as markups or measurements and how easy is it for human error to kind of creep in there with well did i put the right sheet in that set is it in the right order who uh wrote on the plans or what if they spill coffee on it or leave it out in the rain just so many bad things could happen in a paper sense so moving forward into the digital you already hit on one of the big things you save money by printing less paper using less ink having to have less printers shipping, but really shipping less paper shipping I mean, absolutely i mean and there's and there's cost. entire entire areas i mean uh, Josh, you remember the, the day of the plan room at the general contractor? I do. We were having a conversation with a plan room service at a general contractor yesterday, and they said one of their users would spend $125,000 a year shipping out plans. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, wow. A, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of money uh, just for, for shipping information around, right? And, and, and who's even looking at those plans? Exactly. You don't even know if they're looking. I remember that we, we used to have cases where people would actually spend – uh, money to print an entire set just to revise one sheet, but they would print the entire set out and then print oh, and ship no. it, and it would cost them a, you know, $150 to print it, another 10 or $15 to ship it, and, and before you know it, that's a major investment. That's per trade or per sub they had to ship it to, so it was a pretty significant deal. Rob? This is low-hanging fruit for us. That, that's oh, the, yeah. the return of investment so big. That's why you see these opportunities. Absolutely. So, Rob, what, 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 are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, what else? What, what are the other big problems that were occurring? Well, it's the collaboration aspect of field-to-office, field-to-field job trailers, office-to-office. It's getting everyone literally, like I think somebody said earlier, on that, quote, current set in real time and using the new technology for cloud-based platforms to distribute, to modify, to update, to, you know, you're trying to keep that catalog always up to date, and that's where the new world of apps made such a change when I started really diving into this, let's say three years ago, when I found the first couple of platforms back then that I was trying to show the office, hey, listen, we could actually put plans on an iPad and go out in the field. And, you know, at the time, people were scoffing at me, laughing, like, really? We're not going to do that. That's for Angry Birds, you know, tablets. Are you kidding? But hey, that's when I found Plan Grid way back when and started pushing plans into that and showing that, look, I can now show the current set of plans in real time. And if I make a markup on my iPad, look, it now shows up on your iPad. That was game changing for a lot of companies, I want to say. But but it's really evolved into more than that. I, I, I really call this document-based workflow. And that's where you see a lot of these providers, uh, and Josh, you're really familiar with this space, where they it wasn't just about the documents. It was about uh, the data that they'd put on top of the documents and exactly share. So right. punch list, RFIs, photos. I mean, Josh, what are all the things that you see happening in the space, workflows that are being built on top of documents instead of on tables on web pages? Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's a fundamental shift in the fact that you're able to capture so much more data and then repopulate that data into other ways. So as Rob said, communication is is the key to all of this. It facilitates communications and it all drives from a single workflow from the plans. That's what people are still referring to in the field. And it's, uh, that's, that's the common knowledge. That's the common language that we all use. Yeah. So what you're seeing now, uh, and, and, and plan grid did a great job pioneering this. Uh, there, there were some other fantastic solutions, uh, out there, uh, where you see the ability to initiate punch lists, right? Yeah. Uh, initiate, uh, RFIs, 
uh, take photos, place it on plans. So uh, in the past, these things would have been handled either in Excel sheets, uh, on paper. Uh, you know, photos would have been placed in folders. And so now you've really taken it and you've, you've, you've juiced it up on steroids. I mean, let's, let's talk about PlanGrid specifically. Uh, they have an RFI workflow. They have a punch list workflow. They have photos. They just released, I think in December, uh, the ability to plan file compare. I mean, Josh, how big is it to be able to overlay one plan sheet on top of another and look for changes? I've sat down with architects and, and showing them the plans because they want to see how do I know that every time they make a change, it's not clouded or bubbled, what are we using to be able to compare? Because they, they need it internally from the design standpoint. So picking up little things like door swing changes and being able to, to, to say, oh, we got to ch- order a left door swing as opposed to a right, those are things that, that can hold up time and effort in, in the field. So it, it's, it's critical. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I've I've heard stories of of uh, people that said, "Look, uh, going paperless in plans, uh, using a, uh, a a light table, using a, you know any one of the solutions we're going to talk about, it, it made the money back just in the paper and uh, labor savings." And then there was all the mistakes that didn't happen anymore because they were able to plan file compare version one to version two and see that change that wasn't highlighted. That was a significant material change that they would have ended up really eating it on, right? No change order money That's on that it. one. It what about been. OCR? What about OCR and the time that it's taking from out of the hands of all these project engineers over the time that, that for coordinating that and pulling these new documents in? Yeah, being able to search through plans and look for keywords, uh, being able to auto, auto, yeah, auto link and reference different files to each other. Those are pretty critical uh, sets as, as well. Um, Rob, what else do you see on Playing Grid? Well, one of the uh, big things I'm waiting for that should be very exciting, uh, this quarter they are supposed to be releasing the Windows app so we could run it live on our Surface Pro 4. Yeah, and that's huge. I mean, we talked about the Pro 4 last week, being able to run your desktop applications and your mobile apps all on the same platform. So we think that Windows apps, we think, I personally think 2016 is the year of everybody rolling out Windows apps. I know we are with all of our platforms. And I think it'll be a major, uh, major improvement here. Uh, move on to SkySight. I mean, uh, Rob, where do you think the big benefits? This was done by American Reaper Graphics Company. So it's a traditional paper print company that's really going heavy on digital, right? And what, what do you think special about SkySight? Well, they've got a couple unique features let's talk about. One of the things to keep in mind with the movement to the cloud for your files is security of the files. And there's one key word to think about with sharing, and that word is deletion. Who has the power to delete files? I'll tell you, in my previous career as a contractor trying to manage quality control, there was a couple times guys did rut rows, and I was getting panic calls because files were deleted that should not have been deleted, um, such as, let's say, a punch list two days before you're going to walk with an owner. That was a uh, migraine waiting to happen. Or a whole new set of revisions is lost because some of the platforms don't have a very structured organization for that power of deletion. So one of the cool things about SkySight is they have introduced three levels of users. And there's basically at the top of this food chain that master user for a project. And that's the only person that has the power of deletion. So all the files stay in the project the way that they're supposed to. Now, the other interesting thing that they bring to the table is is instead of a two-way sync, 
their desktop application is a one-way push, basically from their server to any of the users that are trying to use the solution. So just in case somehow you did delete a file, if you did corrupt some kind of data, it's pushing the information back to the users at all time to maintain that control set. I think that's a pretty powerful option. Yeah, and, and of course, the, one of the interesting things, since ARC actually has a bunch of different locations around the country, you can actually get local support. So they, they, they are trying to bundle this in to drive you back over for all the print work as well, which is, which is logical. Um, Josh, do you have anything else to add on that? No, I, uh, it's uh, from a standpoint that's where they're shifting their, their business from, from paper to, to digital. They kind of so. have to, don't they? They have to. I don't think they get much of a choice. Uh, and then uh, Procore. So, so there's a, a free app. Uh, and, and, of course, you guys know that I'm, I'm uh, not so big on free, free apps and free software. I think Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, said it best. When an when a online service is free, you're not the customer. You're the product. And, of course, what he was referring to was Google in that case. But uh, he's really referring to any online service that's free because very often your, your data is being sold to somebody else and you become the product. In this case, though, Procore is uh, doing a free app so that they can really lever you into the rest of their platform. So they, have, they have a certain set of features that are free, but then they retain the real money features uh, for their paid users. Isn't that right, uh, Rob? Absolutely. You know, the way I'm kind of looking at current set, it's when you're still in the stage of your company, your culture, and your technology journey. If you're still paper-based and you're really struggling, why would we do this? Why make the jump? Why pay for some of the software this is an option out there to say, hey, you can move into paper, or move away from paper into digital. You obviously do not get to use their full suite of apps and all the, you know, all the magic behind what the platform offers, but you can now test those waters and say, we're going to put plans in the cloud. We want to be able to see them on our tablets in the field. We want to know that this is viable without spending a lot of money. So it may help some people, you know, jump the shark, so to speak, and, you know, come off the platform splash in the water and see what happens. Yeah, so it's a it's a good opportunity to test out a, a piece of the Procore suite. Uh, you know, Procore charges typically as a percent of revenue, and so it's uh, it, it can be a, it can be a more expensive solution, but it uh, does a lot of things. That being said, uh, current set is free to try out, and uh, again, I it passes my sniff test mainly because <laughs> there's some other things things there. But again, as with all free solutions, really scrutinize the terms and conditions and make sure that you retain ownership of your data and that you're not granting uh, a worldwide uh, uh, license to your data to that provider to use as they, as they see fit. That's one of the big things to really watch out for in any free solution is make sure that you retain ownership of your data and you're not granting them a license to use your data uh, as, they see, as they see fit because uh, you could actually be violating some of your owner agreements. Uh, in that area. So just be, be cautious about that. So that's the three solutions that we really wanted to talk about. Um, with that, I'd really like to introduce uh, Matt Henson, CEO of Rollout AEC. He's out of uh, Dallas, Texas. I always love my Dallas guys. That's right. Yeah, man. I mean, good that's people a, up here. Good people. God's <laughs> country. Uh, we, we love Dallas. It's not Texas. quite Aggie land, but you know, no, it's it'll not do. quite Aggie land, but you know what? It's in Texas and it's in, it's in the Republic, buddy. But you know, I'm a Houston boy from birth. I know, I know so. you are. Well, why don't you just tell us about yourself? Don't, You're don't hold of, that against me. Yeah. So no, I did. 
<laughs> I did my undergrad in construction management at University of Houston, um, which I think James does hold against me, but that's okay. Well, you know, when, when U of H uh, takes uh, our, our five-star quarterback, Kyle Allen, I, it just it just hurts me a little bit. Although <laughs> Kyle kind of got his comeuppance this last week. He posted on Twitter that he needed a sublease of his apartment in College Station, and let's just say the responses weren't so nice. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but. Somehow I have a feeling that U of H won't, will make sure they take care of his housing, though, won't they? <laughs> they probably will. Yeah, hopefully they won't get in trouble and get the death penalty one day. If, you know, <laughs> who knows how we're getting so good so fast. But <laughs> Exactly. So, what, so you, you were born and raised in Houston. You went to U of H. You got a construction management degree, and then what? And then I spent about seven, eight years in construction, general contractors uh, doing project engineer work, and then uh, moved up to project manager for a couple of years, and uh, got an itch and went to business school and did a crazy thing. I started a company um, serving the construction industry called Rollout. Awesome. Yeah. And so uh, what Rollout is, is like you guys were talking about, it's drawing management, but it's more than that. The vision is a communication platform for construction. So I'm sure the listeners out there, if you're in construction, you send emails all the time, all day, and it's such a headache. It was for me. And so um, the idea for Rollout is essentially a social collaboration or a social communication platform on top of your drawings because in construction, we pretty much communicate through the drawings. Um, everything on a project is somehow referenced on the drawings. And when you can kind of mold and mesh all of the, the communications um, to a point on the drawing and get away from saving a file as, attaching it to an email, and then going back and forth and then you know bringing someone else in on that forwarded email, you really lose a lot of uh, detailed information and, and it takes a while to actually finalize a decision. So... What Rollout does is bring all of that into uh, your drawings. So think of it kind of like Facebook on your drawings, but without all the time-wasting apps. So it's a, whole, it's a whole chat stream. You can actually chat and communicate with each other in real time. That's right. Yeah, it's all real time. So you know, it's also historical. You can hash out an, an issue conversation, throw photos in that comment stream, throw uh, maybe a, an RFI document, um, a before photo, and after photo, and then bring in new people to the conversation like the architect, the engineer, um, and get those answers right then and there. Even if it's in an unofficial capacity, uh, you don't have to halt work for long periods of time to get that answer. So for, for the nerds in the construction industry, it's a lot like Slack. Exactly, yeah. So we love Slack internally. Um, a lot of companies are using Slack now internally to, uh, I guess, replace their email. We use email internally probably about 5% of our time now, and most of it's on Slack. So it's it's pretty much Slack on your drawings for you nerds out there. Yeah, <clears throat> so they, that's the nerdy definition. So you can check out Slack if you don't know what it is at another time, but uh, we're here to talk about rollout. And uh, w- what else can you tell me about the platform? So you want to be a you want to be a communication platform. You want to be plans. Uh, w- what are y'all doing right now? Yeah, so right now we're uh, we have a web app, and we've got some work to do. We're a startup, um, and you know how that goes. There's oh, a lot yeah. of fun uh, <laughs> duties that pull you aside from your real duty of building the application. So you know a lot of things going on, but we are. Um, basically just out of beta about six months ago on our web app, and we've got a lot of things to build onto that. Uh, we're also currently building our iOS and desktop apps, which includes uh, cross-platform Windows, so you can also use awesome. your uh, use it on your Pro, which see, is a real, really see, good thing. Yeah, you caught on to that. that we're, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 uh, we're really excited about the Surface Pro 4. Our customers are, too, and, and our, our listeners are, as well. They 
uh, every IT director that we speak at at uh, AGCIT Forum every year is really stoked about the potential of only supporting one device, you know, a, a, a laptop that's a tablet. I, I, I jokingly call it the tap top or the laplet. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have that device. And so you're going you're gonna to work on that. You're going to work on iOS. You're going to have an Android app. Yeah, we're doing Android as well. That's probably going to come after because we're finding that most people are either on iOS or Windows Mobile. So. Same, same thing we're finding. Yeah. Uh, and then and what what else are you working on? You're you're in the hardware business. Uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? So yeah, I mean, you know, Steve Jobs once said that good software companies make their own hardware, so I'm not going to criticize you. So, that's right. Yeah, you know, we get a lot of criticism, but uh but what we're doing essentially is we're trying to complete an ecosystem. Um so you have basically use cases for different devices and device screen sizes. You've got your laptop for your, you know, in your uh, office or your construction trailer. Um, that's for your day-to-day activities on the drawings or communicating. Then you've got your reference devices, which is, you know, your iPads and your mobile devices, your phones. Um, when you're doing that kind of stuff, you, you don't mind having a small screen, but there are a lot of use cases where people still need a large substrate, that full-size drawing, where they don't want to zoom in and scroll for every little thing. Um, so basically, one of the best things to still do is to buy paper. And uh, we saw that large screen TVs with touch integration, they're coming out. But there's a lot of people that don't like that. It doesn't feel right. It's you know big and bulky. You have to kind of rearrange your office for it. So what we're also bringing out is basically a tabletop interactive projection display where it's very thin. You can set stuff on top of it when you're not using it. Um, it basically is a Pico projection device. It shoots down onto your desktop on a uh, white touch substrate. And you can interact with your drawings or anything else for that matter. Now, to, to nerd out for just a second, is the touch sure. is is the is it using infrared for the touch substrate, or is it actually a touch sensitive surface? So, for you nerds, it's a projected capacitive touch. There so that's the, the technology touch. used on your iPads. Um, the we had a kind of a garage built prototype using infrared, but uh, just for a demonstration tool. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the one that I got to actually play with was the infrared version, and this is moving to capacitive touch, which is uh, more accurate. Right? Exactly, yeah. it's it's more accurate. It's gonna gonna be a lot nicer to write with. Um, and we do have an, an actual prototype, like a factory plastic prototype that's coming in next week. Awesome. And I, Hopefully, I'll get to bring it down to Aggieland for your demo day. Uh, uh, that sounds great. I'm, I'm hoping to see that, too. Uh, uh, since you mentioned that, uh, here at Texas A&M, those of you in Texas, uh, on February the 11th, we're actually having a technology demo day at the construction uh, science department at Texas A&M. I'm an adjunct professor there, and uh, the department's actually having a tech day. Uh, I'm really excited to announce that the CEO of Flux is our keynote speaker opening up at 8 o'clock. Flux is a tool I've been talking about for a long time. That is a uh, really awesome big data cloud-based solution for a whole bunch of things in the construction business that would take – it's a whole – we could do a whole show on Flux. But if you are interested in more information, you can just go on to the JB Knowledge uh, Twitter feed. You'll see it posted there. It'll be here in College Station, Texas on Thursday, February 11th, and industry is invited. Uh, We'd love to have you all here. Uh, More information on our Twitter feed. So back to you, Matt. Let's let's keep talking. I mean, this hardware product, uh, do you have any idea what you think you'll price it? Are you going to bundle, roll out with the hardware? So we have an idea what it's going to cost. Um, we're still trying to nail down the, the details, but we're looking at around the three to five thousand dollar range. And uh, so you know the cost of a couple rolls of plans on a couple projects. Um, 
and that basically the value kind of speaks for itself as you guys were talking about earlier with all the savings uh, of rework and paper. But um, as far as bundling, we will give away two free projects of the rollout software if you do purchase a rollout device. So trying to bring in that functionality, kind of tell people about the software if you don't know about it when you purchase the hardware. But it will work work as a peripheral display with any software you want. Um, a lot of other industry verticals are looking at this as well. Um, graphic designers, uh, you know, ed- education are even looking at this. Like, hey, this would be a great tool to, you know, do things on your desktop and on a large substrate that you couldn't before. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to to, to really get my hands on this and check it out again and. I know everybody else will be too, and, and if they can't come to Demo Day, do you have any uh, different shows you're going to take this to so they can try it out? Yeah, we're actually looking into doing that. Uh, I think Con Expos, uh, does, has that already passed, or is that coming well, up soon? Yeah, it's once every, Con Expo is once every three years, but you have, a, you have AGC will be yes. the, uh, the big event in, uh, in um, March, and so it'd be a good place to show it off there. No, yeah, we were definitely looking at the AGC event um, and a couple others in town here in Dallas. But uh, but we'll try to find some more places to show it off once we get get that thing working and tweaked. But you'll be the first one as far as an expo to see it down there. Awesome. And so the um, uh, if they're in Dallas, can they come by and hang out with you and check it out? Absolutely. Just uh, you can go to the website. Uh, we have information on how to contact us and uh, give me a call. We'll awesome. set up coffee. So that's at rolloutaec.com? That's right. Okay, awesome. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter is at rollout underscore inc. At rollout underscore inc. All right, let's get some followers for you. We'll we'll do a we'll do some retweets and do a little uh, follow Friday and see if we can get some followers for you. How's that? Sounds sound? great. Love it. Awesome. Anything else to add? Uh, no, that's it, guys. I really appreciate you having me on, and it was a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, uh, Josh. Rob, anything else to add or, or uh, no? Questions? Just Matt. Have you had any interest right now from the designers? I look at this and, and it's impressive. I see architects. Why print out paper and do red lines in the office? Let's uh, let's do this in the house and use that device. It, it looks like a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. We're we're talking to Gensler Architects. They're very interested, and uh, they're on our uh, road show, of course. Once we get this thing uh, in town next week, and we'll definitely try to push this to architects. I, I I don't know architects as well as I know construction, of course, but it seems like it'd be a great opportunity for those guys. It is. I was, that's uh, I've worked with them a lot over the years, so good fit. And Gensler's a great start. Sounds awesome. great, Rob. Anything to add? I'm very curious to see this next week live in Texas. <laughs> That's right. Rob will be here, so we're, he's he's looking forward to it. We're gonna have a good time. Now, what about uh, you know just kind of closing out? You know, next week our uh, our tentatively our our guest host will be the uh, CEO of Primal Sensors. Why don't you tell us? I mean, Primal Sensors is a proprietary RF uh, sensor network that allows you to tell where tools, people, equipment is on a job site. What did y'all do with them? Yeah, Jerry King is the CEO over there. He's a great guy. Um, he started out doing. Uh, tracking of people at ski resorts and different events like Tough Mudder and things like that. Yeah, I could use that for my kids on the ski slope. You can use it for your kids. It's a great application. Uh, but no, he he quickly realized that um, there's a big need and pain in construction. People lose materials and uh, equipment all the time. They don't know when things are on site. Uh, so what we did is we paired up with him, and uh, we have a partnership in that you can link up primal sensors data to roll out and see those things on top of your drawings so again like we said we want to communicate on top of your drawings we want to allow you to do whatever you want on top of your drawings and so we we basically give them a layer and uh, you can have your 
uh, primal sensors data layer and see what where everyone is and if it's on site or not. So you can pull the plans up and see where all the tools, all the the trucks, and all the people are on the job site in real time. That's right. It, it's awesome. really cool technology, and it's it's again it's RF like you mentioned. So yeah. it'll work inside buildings. They also inside work- outside. What, inside talking. outside they work on z-axis as well so you can know what floor things are on it's, it's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah we're, we're excited about having a show we're gonna have a show just on sensors next week awesome uh, so we're, we're excited about that all right well uh, if there's nothing else i i uh, really again thanks again for being here appreciate it we're excited to have you here in Aggieland on the 11th at the uh, tech demo day I want to thank everybody for joining us today on the second episode of the Contech Trio. Again, our Twitter hashtag is uh, hashtag Contech Trio. Uh, our next episode, we just talked about it. We're going to discuss sensors on the job site, Bluetooth, GPS, RFID, Wi-Fi, proprietary RF, and more. Our guest will be the CEO of Primal Sensors. Uh, Jerry's going to be here. We're really excited about him joining us. Uh, To learn more about apps, workflow, and hardware, please follow us on social media at, uh, I'm James, obviously, at James M. Benham, and my website is jamesbenham.com. Rob is at ConAppGuru. His website is ConAppGuru.com, and Josh is at BimToTheBone. Matt, do you have your, uh, your Twitter hashtag, your personal one? Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, at Henson Matt. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for joining on to our show. We're really excited you could come to listen to this show. Go to our new show website at spreaker.com slash show slash contact dash trio dash talking dash construction dash tech. Of course, that's super long. We'll give you another link on our Twitter feed. You can just go to at JB Knowledge and see it there. Stay tuned for more to come in 2016. This is the Contact Trio signing out.